Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Arkansas and FIU play this week. We're going to talk just a little bit about that game. Obviously, there's a bigger game next weekend against Missouri. Uh, we're not going to have Curtis Wilkerson on. If you want to read or watch Curtis Wilkerson's take, you can check out Hog Hoops Live, our sister show, and read all his content at hogsports.com. Normally, Curtis is on with us Thursday, but we are going to have Keith Grayson. He's going to, I don't know, give us a little bit of vibe check, uh, let us know what he thinks about uh, the status of Arkansas football. We're going to take your questions as well. We're going to talk about a lot of hypotheticals with uh, Sam Pittman's job security at Arkansas. Also, all that more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Plenty of ways to watch and listen to today's show. We're streaming right now on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel and set it to notify all so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. We put this show, Hog Sports Live, on this channel. We also put press conferences and things like that. And uh, check out our sister uh, sister station, Hog Hoops Live, uh, for all the uh, Razorback basketball uh, show. Uh, also available on Facebook, be sure to follow us there. Be one of 94,000 Razorback fans to do so. Apple Podcasts, we'd love to have a five-star review from you there or Spotify and where anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hawk Sports is just $1 right now for your first month at hawgsports.com. Follow all the latest happenings with Razorback football, basketball, and baseball upcoming. Big time for recruiting coming up also with uh, the contact period opening up here shortly. Uh, the transfer portal not that far off, I believe, December 4th or 5th. And, uh, of course, the early signing day, I believe, is December 20th. So a lot going on right now with Razorback football and a lot going on, obviously, with discussion about Sam Pittman, his future at Arkansas right now. Uh, just a quick look at the game. We're not going to go into a lot of depth on FIU. Arkansas should handle these guys easily. And if they don't, then, you know, that's another red flag, I think. Uh, Saturday, November 18th. 6.30 p.m. ESPNU. Arkansas is 1-0 all-time against Florida International. Uh, that was a 58-10 beating back in 2007. Florida International's backs against the wall. They're fighting for bowl eligibility, obviously. According to Bet Saracen, Arkansas is minus 29.5, and the over-under is 50.5. So minus 29 and a half, 29 and a half point favorites over FIU, according to the Bet Saracen app. 
just a quick look at their schedule. They beat Maine this season, 14-12. to They beat North Texas, 46-39. UConn, 24-17. That was the, the highlight of the season, a three-game winning streak there after opening with a 17-22 loss um, to Louisiana Tech and Ruston, Louisiana. And then, after enduring three straight losses, they beat Sam Houston State in double overtime, 33-27. Their last two games, they lost to Jacksonville State, 41-16, and they lost to Middle Tennessee, 40-6. Should Arkansas only beat these guys by 34 points if Middle Tennessee State could beat them by 34? Again, Middle Tennessee was at home. I mean, shouldn't they beat them worse than that? I mean – like, given the situation, here's what I kind of think happened a little bit. You know, uh, Arkansas showed up not ready to play, a team not really used to winning, you know, maybe got a little too full of themselves, you thinking everything's going to be right back and headed in the right direction, and Auburn came in and showed them what's up. Arkansas, to put it in a different way, Arkansas messed around and Auburn showed them what's up. That's what happened on Saturday. Uh Felt a little bit too good about that Florida win. That's the definition of, you know, coming back down to earth. Like, you know, that's why betting lines are set certain ways and stuff. Although Arkansas was a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Arkansas basketball, you've got UNC Greensboro Friday night. That's the next game at 7 p.m. And then after that, I mean, we got the weekend. There's no Monday game. Hogs are off to the Bahamas uh, for the bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis. The first game is at 6.30 p.m. That will be on ESPNU against Stanford. Curtis Wilkerson will be there. The next game is Thursday, November 27th, so consecutive days uh, at 1.30 or 6.30 p.m. against Memphis or Michigan. Either one of those would be great. Uh, and then, of course, Friday, November 24th is a to-be-determined game. We don't know the time. We don't know the opponent. And that will be – excuse me, I don't know if I mentioned the – the Thursday game will be on ESPN or ESPNU. And then the Friday game against unknown opponent, unknown time will be at ESPN, ESPN2 or ESPNU. Duke coming off of that, come back from the Bahamas, and you've got Duke on November 29th in Bud Walton Arena. Fun. Fun times for basketball. Looking uh, ahead a couple of weeks. Well, not even a couple weeks because this game is on Friday at 3 o'clock on CBS against the Missouri Tigers. Missouri is 8-2, and 4-2 and two in conference. They're coming off a 36-7 win against Tennessee. They got Florida this weekend. Florida's up against it. Florida pretty much has to win. They've got Florida State at home after this and a Florida State team that uh, obviously – you know, trying to get into the college football playoff. Uh, so that's going to be a tough one. Florida is not bowl eligible right now. So this may be their last opportunity going to Columbia, uh, a, a Missouri team that's just absolutely rolling. I mean, what do we want if you're an Arkansas fan? What do you want? You want you want Florida to beat Missouri? And so they come down a little down, so they're not like thinking New Year's Six, we're playing for this. Or do you want Arkansas to be the spoiler, to have the chance to be the spoiler, I should say? I, I, it's a long shot Arkansas wins that game, but it is in Fayetteville. Not that they've played really well there. I don't know why I said that. That certainly hasn't mattered, has it? They played worse at home than they have on the road. So, how do you want that game to play out if you're Arkansas? I hate my little uh, – I had a little ticker thing that's disappeared. It had me all, had all the comments showing. Missouri is number nine right now in the college football playoff poll. 
number nine behind Alabama. So they are the third team in the SEC right now. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Missouri, and then Louisville rounding out the top ten. According to Coach's Hot Seat, as I mentioned on Monday, Tom Allen is number one. Sam Pittman is number two on Coach's Hot Seat. But that's not how it is everywhere. I mean, you go to For the Win, which is part of USA Today, they have eight college football coaches on the hot seat. They don't have Sam Pittman listed. They don't even have him listed on that. This uh, created quite a stir just in the last, what, hour and a half or so since this was posted, Brandon Marcello. Um, Chris Hummer, uh, Matt Zenitz, who are all with the 24-7 Sports Network. Um, this has already gotten like 250 replies, and most of them in meltdown mode uh, on Hog Sports Message Board, the Razor's Edge. Sam Pittman's safe for now, but big changes coming to Arkansas's offensive staff. So just a, a quick rundown. They're expected to make dramatic changes to the offensive staff. This is according to sources from them. Um should Sam Pittman remain as head coach or still 24-7 sports? That means new a new offensive coordinator and most likely new offensive staff, though 24-7 sports is told offensive line coach Cody Kennedy could remain on board as a close confidant to Pittman. I mean, my personal take on this right now is that if you're looking objectively at the performance of Arkansas's offensive coaches, they fired – Dan Enos justifiably, but I don't see how, you know, like a Kenny Guyton or a Jimmy Smith would be more fireable than Guyton would be, um, unless this means maybe him being reassigned some kind of way in the football offices or something. Maybe that's what it would mean. But I don't know what Kenny Guyton or Jimmy Smith has done necessarily to say, like, we need a change there. I don't know if that's what most people who've been watching Arkansas football would identify. Interim offensive coordinator Kenny Guyton, who served as receivers coach prior to his play caller evaluation, picked up steam as a permanent replacement for fired OC Dan Enos. But that cooled substantially, yeah, it did, following a 48-10 loss last week to Auburn. We're expecting a philosophical change offensively and a much different looking staff after the one-year transition from the Kendall Bryles era failed miserably in Fayetteville. Miserably failed, yes, that is accurate. Um, yeah, there's a lot of strong reactions to this uh, this take. It's in uh, the title of the article. You can read more Coaching Carousel, latest jam-packed intel on hot seats and brewing situations across college football on 24-7 Sports Network. Yeah, there's a lot on several different coaches there. Sam Pittman talked about the future of the offensive line on Wednesday and basically says, hey, we need to go obviously get transfers, you know. Uh, I don't know that, like, Arkansas doesn't need a lot of guys to transfer out on the offensive line. They need some, you know, they need competition. There's some young guys on the offensive line who were kind of thrown into it this year. But uh, they, without question, need to go out and get some help on the offensive line. I mentioned, you know, Auburn. Uh, last week, Auburn's offensive line, their starting center was from East Carolina before he got injured. They replaced him with a true freshman. They had a junior college transfer starting. They had a transfer from Tulsa, I believe, and Western Kentucky also. So um, three of their guys who ended up starting against Arkansas because one was hurt were transfers, one JUCO transfer, two from other schools. And one was a true freshman and one was a, a player that had been there for a while. Um, 
So there are good offensive linemen out there. That's a big mistake Arkansas made in addition to, you know, probably allowing Kendall Biles to leave. It seems like they should have done something to to keep him to stay. And then, uh, you know, not underestimating what their problems were, uh, especially up front on the offensive line. Sam Pittman right now is the number 22 highest paid coach in college football right now, just below Brett Bielema. He's at 6,350. I think that puts him at like um, 13th in the SEC. You're certainly getting 13th in the SEC results, aren't you? A lot of people talk about Sam Pittman's salary and how it shouldn't be this and how it shouldn't be that and how it's stupid to do that with it. 13th in the SEC. 13th in the SEC results is what you're getting right now. Now, just looking at the buyout, and I'm not a lawyer, but I've done the math on it as close as I can tell. As close as I can tell, since Sam Pittman is currently 19 and 17, he's guaranteed to have a winning record. If there was a change made at the end of the season, Arkansas would owe him 75% of what he's owed the remainder of his salary. That's uh, like $525,000 a year. Uh, plus his retention bonus for this year, which puts him this year at six point three five, yeah, six point three five million, as I mentioned just a minute ago. Um, so that with the retention bonus at seventy five percent puts him at sixteen point five seven five million dollars that would be owed to him to break that down over the next one thousand four hundred and sixty one days. Starting January 1st, 2024, Arkansas would owe him $11,344.97 to not coach Arkansas. That's where it would stand. Is that real? Is it the best option to fire Sam Pittman? Obviously, if things continue to go awry these next two games, there's not much choice left. But say he, he brings them back. Say they maybe say they clobber uh, FIU and don't beat Missouri, but maybe stand strong against Missouri. If they're going to make you know a bunch of changes on offense, they're going to really hit the transfer portal. They're going to really invest in NIL at another level. And that's something that we talked to Pittman about, and I know a lot of people think that's a cop-out uh, talking about NIL at this point. He was asked about NIL. He wasn't like he brought it up. Um, so that's certainly very different. It's not like he's going, hey, we need more money. He, we, were, we were talking to him about it. I, I asked him a couple of questions about, about NIL. Um, so if you're interested in reading more on that, you can go to Hog Sports. If you're interested in getting better internet service, you can check out our friends at Ozarks Go. Reach out to them at ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, 479-684-4900. If you call that number, you're going to talk to somebody local because Ozarks Go is a local company. Think north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas, parts of Oklahoma, parts of Missouri. Just got a foothold in Rogers, ever expanding in this area. My biggest compliment that I can give to Ozarks Go, which I've used for over two and a half years now, is I've never unplugged and replugged my router because I've had 100% uptime. My internet works all the time. That's the end. That's all you need to know. My internet works all the time with Ozarks Go. That's been my experience. They give you a great rate. They don't jack you up uh, from year one to year two uh, like most companies do around here, and I've had several others. Ozarks Go is the one that I've been pleased with the most. I was certainly happy when they reached out to be a sponsor for this show because it is a company that I believe in. OzarksGo.net slash hog, 479-684-4900. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. We talked buyout. You know, I broke down this story. This is the story I wrote right before uh, Arkansas's game against Auburn when I thought they were they were going to beat Auburn <laughs> coming off the Florida game. I think we, we all did. We all felt good about where Arkansas stood at that point. Uh, but 23 of Arkansas's, what I would consider 25, because really you got three safeties at starters. Uh, three starters at safety with the, you know, how that's just worked out. But uh, 23 of the 25 starters have the option to return next year. You know, that's something to consider. That's something to consider when you're looking at, you know, what could Arkansas be next year? Does it make sense just to cut ties with Pittman? Is he completely inept? He just completely lost this program, lost the players. There's no salvaging anything. And does it make sense to pay this buyout um, or could you find other ways to invest in that money, you know, like NIL? And, uh, you know, that's something he talked about. I asked him about it. Again, he didn't bring it up. It's not like he's using that as some kind of cop-out. Uh, but he doesn't know what other schools have in NIL. He only knows what maybe from coaches that have coached at other schools could tell him, you know, or uh, which I don't believe there are any at Arkansas except for Stanford. Dan Enos could have told him from Maryland, but as far as SEC, there's nobody that could tell him. Um, uh, I, I believe uh, uh, Travis Williams wouldn't have been at Auburn at the time of the NIL surge. But, uh, you know, he makes some good points on, um, you know, you'd love to have more money. I remember what he said earlier in the year, before this year even started. Uh, he said with players that are just interested in NIL, they're transferring for NIL money. They do a very bad job getting those players in. For players that are interested in playing time, um, getting a new opportunity, and NIL, want to make some NIL, then they've done really good with those players. Arkansas needs to be able to buy players, basically. Everybody else is doing it. But Pittman, you know, said he'd like to see some transparency with the transfer portal. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, and he's right. As we move more towards an NFL model, what we have to do – in college football is get rid of this ridiculous NIL, all these collectives and stuff like that, because this isn't like, this isn't actually capitalism. This is just buying players. These collectives are set up for, you know, companies to uh, have players like, you know, people donate and the company becomes a part of the collective and the player does an advertisement or doesn't fulfill their obligation, which is what happens, what I can see most of the time. And it's just a, it's just like some kind of shell for, to, to pay players. That's all it is. It's not like a company saying, we've really done our research in this 17-year-old. We want this guy to be who we know nothing about, nothing what he could be. He has no background, has, no, has built nothing. <laughs> we want him to be the face of our company. 
you know, that's what that's what name, image, and likeness is. It's identifying someone who's saying, you know, we want this person to represent us. We want people to know that we support this. And that's not what really is happening with NIL collectives. So that's a, that's a big problem to me. And, you know, the transparency of everything, we got to get to basically where they're paying players. Okay, there's a salary cap. Can we not just get to this? College football is the least regulated sport in everything from peewee football up. It's the least regulated. Everything's more regulated than college football. So you have to come out with some type of legislation like the NFL does. And I was talking on drive time. NFL gets away with a lot, like things you wouldn't think, like age discrimination in a lot of ways. You know, Maurice Claret fought them to be able to leave college early and go to the NFL and was denied by a court. Like, you have to be a certain age. You have to be a certain number of years out of high school before you can go to the NFL. NFL gets away with a lot of stuff, but they, you know, NFL has salary caps. Uh, They have full transparency. I want transparency on injuries, don't you? Don't you want to play fantasy college football? Like, and have an injury report? I do. I want to have access to practices, guaranteed. I want to have access to injury reports, guaranteed. Transparency. It's different across all of college football. And, you know, it's never been a level playing field. It's always been about athletes who are close by to a, you know, a certain program. And those programs do well because they got a lot of talent around them. This day and age, the world's smaller. Players are willing to go farther away. You can pay players and you can decide what you pay them. Maybe you have a cap, though. Maybe you have a certain salary cap. Um, I, I don't think that's unreasonable to do. And, I think that would be a big benefit for Arkansas. I think NIL in the first place is a big benefit for Arkansas, but I also think that uh, it could be with some legislation balancing things out. And, you know, teams have been paying players and some other teams haven't been for 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 years and years, decades and decades. It's the state of things. All right, I got to get to Keith. I'm running a little bit late. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about some other things about, you know, what Arkansas could potentially have coming back, maybe players they couldn't afford to lose. All right, Keith Grayson. Keith Grayson does a lot of everything. He's a, he's a high school football coach, defensive coordinator, which I think he's getting out of that. He's in real estate. He's a big Hog fan. Um, he's the uh, former founder and president of the Arizona Razorback Club. Keith, how you going? how's it going? What's up, guy? Oh, not much. You know, I thought you might have some um, interesting takes. The, by the way, the uh, unofficial polls was uh, to keep you on the show. No, yeah. I don't believe that. You don't I, think I don't so? I don't that at all. I was reading the comments, no. and everybody says, uh, most people, not everybody, you don't have 100% support, but nobody does. But most people said uh, they like the uh, the levity you bring to the show and the insight, the fan perspective. See, this is this is the tributy spin zone we're in right now. Listen, I would drop you in a heartbeat. I would drop you in a heartbeat if people didn't want you on here. You know that, right? (laughs) You were just trying to be ironic right now because all the fans want me to go, and then you bring me back. This is... Your name's not Sam Pittman. This is what's happening. (laughs) You're not Sam Pittman? Uh, Well, we're 1-0 with me on the show for the week. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you're right. That's right. That's right. Have me on on before Mizzou, please. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, even the most uh, rain-clouded hog fan who wants nothing but, you know, everything to go wrong so Pittman's gone, um, surely even that person wants them to beat Missouri, right? We're living in a world right now where Eli Drinkowitz is going to be SEC and possibly national coach of the year. Yeah, 
It is. You know, I've never been so wrong, I don't think, on a on a college football season. You know, I've certainly had things to say about Eli Drinkwitz. I'm eating my words on all of that. I mean, yes, the guy comes off a certain way to me. I don't personally like him. <laughs> yeah, it's his face. It's it's the way he talks to people too. Like he's uh, hello everybody, the smartest man in the room has entered. How dare you how dare you ask me that question? But you can't deny the results that he's got on the field. I mean, you cannot deny the work he's done. And we can say, well, the schedule's not as hard as Arkansas, and it's not. But he can only win the games that are put out in front of him. And he just beat the tar out of Tennessee and could have beaten them worse if he wanted to and didn't play bad against Georgia. As much of a nerd as he looks like, and he does have – and, again, like I kind of have that doughy head too, the Mm -hmm. big – doughy fat cheeks head fat's the hardest fat to lose i've said that on multiple <laughs> occasions but there's not a there's not a way to lose head head fat um anyway um and and being funnier than he thinks he is i i i almost am i eli drinkowitz ish mm-hmm. do i am i kind of that guy but anyway your I, head I, fat I, is he, positioned differently so you've tried everything there is you said there's no way to do it. <laughs> you've got a list. You've tried. You've tried a lot of things. Creams. No, no. I well, I, yeah, I grew a beard. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah, always no, get beard, uh, beard, what is that? Cold, cold, uh, cool sculpting, where they melt the fat. You ever heard of that? Yeah, I could do that. I've been reading on the cold plunge thing, but I don't know if that affects your cheeks. I did that. I although I didn't do the John Neighbors beard, where it's a little too lined up. A little too you know lined up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to you don't want to do that because there's other vibes, and if you mix it with a tanning bed, there's yeah. you put off the wrong uh, energy. But you know what I don't Eli like Drinkwitz, with Eli go ahead. Drinkwitz, I, I want to get back to the the guy that uh, right. I don't want to make fun of. But you you say it all the time, and we're gonna I want to talk about this later in the show, on my segment as well. Is he has that he as weird as he is, and as you wouldn't, he is very unassuming. You said about SEC coaches that. There's a quote, I don't know who it originated from, where you have to slit their throat and drink their blood. He yeah. has that in him. Oh, yeah. He likes talking noise to people, too, even though he uses, like, language from a mid-20-year-old sometimes uh, at a 40 as a 40-year-old. Hey, I wanted to I bring this up. You know what bugs me on beards sometimes? This is so off-topic. It's like when people maybe have, like, kind of a gully or something and they try to create a jawline by doing their beard, like, right on their jaw – and not like yeah. taking it all the way down to the neck. I already talked about that's, that guy. Yeah, yeah. That's just a, that's a that's not a good look. It it looks good when you're looking head on in the mirror or something, but when people mm-hmm. see you from the side, it just looks strange. So if you're doing that, um, reconsider it. It's my PSA for anybody out there. So Keith, you've you've really taken a deep dive into FIU. You know everything about how they operate on defense and on offense, or do you care? Apparently, all their best offensive linemen transferred to Auburn. They have, they, yeah, they're a little light up front on the offensive line. So I mean, this is a team that like Arkansas is a twenty nine and a half point favorite against those guys, and they just lost by thirty four to Middle Tennessee State. Should Arkansas not beat them worse than Middle Tennessee State? Let me ask you a question: Are you going to the game? Well, yeah, I've never, I have not missed a home game in almost twenty years, I guess. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna win? Question mark. Yeah, we should. Right. Right. The only way is like if the players are just like, all right, we're done with this. And again, when I came on two weeks ago, I was saying like, there's people out there that are wishing we'd lose the game. One of your best posters on your message board that has the most inside information 
said, I want us to lose this game so mm. we can get rid of everybody. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Like, I always, I always hope for the best. I mean, there may be times where I'm just, like, fed up and throw my arms in the air, but um, I, I just know the mood is better. Like, people don't know – you don't know how you, you feel about something until you're sitting in it. And everybody, like, I mean, I'm talking, like, 19 out of 20 people I talk to think Pittman should be fired. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the ratio. And that's a, re- that's a real ratio. Um, but when you're sitting in it and they just beat Missouri – you know, or they clobbered Missouri or something somehow, something like that, I promise you, you feel different about it. I promise you. You just don't, you can't, you can't think, You. I don't know what it is, but you can't realize how you would feel about it until you're in it. So most media members don't touch that, like if he's coming back or not, but you mm-hmm. said that you feel that he's not going to be retained. I mean, I th- Based on what's happened right now, yeah. I mean, I guess there's a chance that he beats Missouri. Like, I mean, they didn't fire him on Monday, and I thought there was a chance that that would happen based on, you know, what we saw around college football. Um, and I haven't said whether I think that Pittman should be fired, you know. I, I mean, you you like Pittman. I like Pittman. You, but we, he knows as well as we know that you have to win football games. And I'm just looking at it from an objective standpoint, how things are measured across the sport at other SEC teams you know, what's fireable and what's not. And what is happening right now is, I mean, you'd agree, is very fireable. I mean, it just is. Zach Arnett got less than a year. I don't don't think that – and and I keep on, you know, not that I'm – I'm not not saying – I'm saying as Switzerland on this. I'm not saying he should go or he should stay. I'm saying that there's nobody in Arkansas is going to pay $15 million to make him leave. That's not going to happen. 16.5. 16.5. Whatever. is the fifth highest ever. They, they don't mm-hmm. want to be on that record. There's the, and, and I don't think there's the money to do it. Everybody talks about how much money there is. Look at all mm-hmm. the coaching hires we've made in the past. They're like bottom third of the SEC in pay. You're saying the, the U of A, though? Are you saying the U of A put this deal together and had, you know – a potential $16 million buyout when they're looking at it and said, well, um, we don't have the money to do this, but let's just put it in paper. Let's put it in writing. I mean, don't, I don't you think know, they knew? I think it's all monopoly money. They, they know these coaches are, looking. they know these coaches are hired to be fired and that one day there's a 75% chance that they're going to have to pay a massive buyout. Right. Well, those are the only times you, there's the only two ways you leave a coaching position, Trey, you retire or you're fired. Yes. Nobody resigns. No. Well, you could take another. You could take another job. Obviously, Jimbo did, for example. But yeah, generally you're you're fired, or you know you do so well that you take another job. So do you? Do you have you had conversations with Hunter Yurchek before? Sure. Several like, times. Like where he says something back. I always thought I've I've yelled at him a couple of times. I always assumed he was on. The oh no! Every every conversation I've had with Hunter is like maybe at a party or something like that we've been to together, and we you know. You know, we never talk shop. We just talk he about ping pongs back and forth, though. Like he can hold a conversation. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We've had good conversations with Hunter before. He didn't love in color or something. He what? Like he I don't ever, I don't ever like spot somebody, you know, at the grocery store or at a party or on the golf course or something, and start talking to him about shop. I just don't do that. No, not shop. I'm just saying, like, do you think 
he has so the muscleman hire let's just let's let's just put it like this it's it's going to come down to this is your check's butt on the line too right mm-hmm. i mean ultimately because if he stays with Pittman, then do you think he's looking at it in those terms like hey if i if i if you don't go out and get ken dorsey in the offseason to fix the offense or whatever the mm-hmm. plan is because they're saying Pittman alluded to the fact that they talk every week there's a plan in yeah. place for next year. I mean, that's what he was essentially saying after mm-hmm. that loss to Auburn. Do you think Hunter has, and, and other people in the administration too, have that in them to, mm-hmm. you know, to get this thing to where it needs to be? Because I think it just needs to be, if Sam Pittman's peak is nine wins, you have to go find somebody's peak that's higher than that and identify who that is. And if you can reel them in at 5 million or whatever mm-hmm. they're going to pay, because again, like I said before, they're not going to be, nobody's writing a $9 million check. Mm-hmm. They're not writing a $7 million check. It's going to be some middling offer of the SEC pack. And that's what the number is. Do you think he has the gumption to do that? Yeah, that's a, that's a big, like, I mean, you're talking like go out and get somebody who's a proven coach on power five, right? I don't think Arkansas would do that. I think they would probably try to find somebody that's been winning on the G5 level. But definitely a head coach. You, you you mentioned you make a good point about Hunter Yurchek's you know decision and you know all this on the line for him too. So say Sam Pittman's retained, they're four and eight, and say he's retained. Okay, next year they open in War Memorial with UAPB. Week two is at Oklahoma State, and they get UAB, which you know UAB is not some pushover, and that's September fourteenth. And then Texas A&M in Arlington. Suppose that he opens up two and two, and loses his first power five, two power five games. Both of them away from Fayetteville again. I mean, we know what happened to Scott Frost. Yeah, and they have a run of what five home games in a row or something. Yeah, it's tough to tell because nothing's scheduled um, after after that Texas A&M game. You just know that they're playing. You know, they have a non-conference against Louisiana Tech, and then they play uh, LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas, Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri. And it's actually at Auburn, at Mississippi State, at Missouri. Yeah, and the, and the, the, the problem too, I mean, it's like I said, Again, last time I was on, it's a complicated problem. It's like, I don't know, if people hate homelessness, you want to fix it? Like, it's an impossible situation. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. can't, you can't do it. So it's like, you want to fix the you know, the uh, coaching mishaps at Arkansas? I wouldn't want to be in charge of that. It's a, it's a falling knife. Yeah. You're trying to catch it all the time. And you're trying to just find the next best thing or just like, I mean, in, in Pittman's case, stabilize it you know, and stop the downward trajectory. And now we're in the middle of it again. And um, I wouldn't want to trade spots with your check or Pittman. I don't care how much yeah. you me. I mean, it's, here's, here's the deal. It's a lose-lose situation. It is. Here's the deal. I mean, like, the situation Arkansas is in, Arkansas fans want some ass. They want somebody to pay, right? When you look at it for real, though, does it ultimately make sense – aside from appeasing Arkansas fans in the sense of having some hope for a start over, does it really make sense to start over? Like, I'm not saying whether you should or you shouldn't. I'm not trying to defend or people will get on here and say, how could you defend this, all this stuff. I'm just saying, if you really look at it, 
does it really truly make sense to start over with the head coach or does it make sense to try to really booster NIL and bring in, you know, a hot shot offensive coordinator like you mentioned with Ken Dorsey? Yeah, but before you kick me off the show uh, today, I will say that the NIL portion, they have to get more creative at Arkansas. you got a bunch mm-hmm. of people that have been there that, again, say, like, they're just either understaffed or not creative enough. And you have to have, uh, as I as I mentioned before, and I've, I've mentioned, as I mentioned, and that, that's turning into my Sam Pittmanisms. Um, <laughs> I... I would strongly suggest if anybody in the athletic department listens to this, everybody from the bottom up, from the top down, all has to have the mindset. If you're looking across at Nick Saban and what he's built at Alabama, you're going to have to slit their neck and drink their blood. Everybody. It's everybody. It's not the head coach. He doesn't run the NIL department. The people in the NIL department run it. So you can't have some 28-year-old kid with his first job running that thing by himself the guy's good but he needs help there's people and so there's deals that are being done with large fortune 500 companies where they're getting a piece of every transaction that happens at these companies and it, they're spreading it out throughout the sec east and that's where you're seeing some of these and Ole miss is getting a portion of this through their collective but they're not they have to work with the university the nil department and a collective, all three of those things have to get in line and they have to be creative and think outside the box in order for it to work. It can't, and it's somebody who has to run the collective, that's their full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, me with the charity, I wanted to do that because I didn't really want to pay it. the IRS 35% out of whatever I collected from Cletus in, in Malvern for his $10 a month. I don't want to do, I don't want to handle all that. I have five jobs or careers, whatever. So it has to be somebody I'm, I'm meeting with people tonight in an advisory role to like tell them my experience dealing with it and the secretary of state of Arkansas, but, and, and dealing with all the parameters that you have to go through in the hoops through the state of Arkansas in order to get something off the ground. But that has to be the mindset of we're going to win. And it needs to be tattooed on everybody's forehead from the coaching, from the offensive line assistant, to from his assistant, his GA, to whoever's running the NIL department, then athletic director and all his vice presidents or whatever those people are at the university on that side of the thing. And I think that's what's been lacking is it's like, oh, man, we just can't keep up with Texas A&M or they're lying or we got to do this. Don't fixate on stuff like that. Think of how we're going to beat them and come up with ideas that go beyond what we're doing right now. You're not trying to get Herman's for a $50 gift card. Like we got to think outside the box. Yeah. So yeah. that's all I got. All right, Keith. Well, that was great. We appreciate you coming on, despite what you may think. <laughs> you did a great job today. Get your checkbooks ready. Yeah. All right. All right, brother. All right, everybody. That's Keith Grayson. That uh, that Twitter handle, I don't know if it's active, actually, at Keith Grayson underscore. I don't know if that's actually his Twitter handle. I think there was – I think he may have gotten bounced from Twitter for threatening to – punch sec officiating as a entity in the throat after after it came um, that was old twitter <clears throat> honcho razorback says people are riding on the board yes they are after the uh after that recent article i mentioned earlier um jeremiah granite says razorback football is such a drag it has been but you do a great job trey well i 
Appreciate you. Griffin People says, Trey looks like that uncle that is always trying to bring up politics at Thanksgivings. Um, I appreciate that, Griffin. Uh, I'm not that uncle, though. I don't. In fact, I would prefer that nobody know my political affiliations at all. I do have political views, obviously, like anybody else, but um, I don't see any sense in making 60% of the state or 40% of the state, depending on which side I was on, dislike me. So I don't talk politics. We don't have politics uh, on the board. No politics. Just like Thanksgiving dinner rules. No politics. Um, Zelda fan 1942 says they hope to flush the toilet at the right time. Let's see if we got anything. See if we got anything. Um, Corey Criswell says hog hoops, really a sister channel or more like a little brother. It's a sister. Basketball is important. They do a great job. They do a really good job. Like if you haven't checked out Andrew Ellis and Curtis Wilkerson on hog hoops live, it's really good. Like, uh, yesterday I was, um, you know, I, I, you know, obviously watch a large part of it live, but also, you know, um, you know, go in and out. But I was, uh, you know, just playing basketball yesterday, just shooting hoops, and uh, had my AirPods in, listening to the show. They just, they do such a great job. They got such a good rapport with each other. So if you haven't checked out Hog Hoops Live, H A W G Hoops Live, fantastic job. The portal could get ugly this time, really ugly. It could. Let's look at Sam Pittman, what he said on that, actually. Not expecting a mass, mass exodus in the transfer portal. Not expecting a bunch of people to leave. So that's Sam Pittman's word. Last year they had 25 players into the transfer portal, if you count going back to August. Uh, so quite a big exodus in the transfer portal. You should order the, enter the transfer portal of looking for a new internet. That's a terrible transition. I didn't nail that one, did I? But if you want new internet, you should check out Ozarks Go. I could not think of where to go with that transition, so I came up with something terrible. OzarksGo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G. Check them out at 479-684-4900. It's a local company. They offer several different tiers of internet. Uh, you can get what I have, which is called multi-gig. It's 2,500 megabits per second, lightning fast, no pause. Everything is just go, go, go. You skip through you know, 4K video, and it is just instant. So check out uh, several different tiers there. Gigabit, which is what I had before. Uh, they wanted me to test out the multi-gig since it just came out recently. Before that, I had gigabit. I think that's great for most families. They have several different tiers of internet service that you can check out at ozarksgo.net slash H-A-W-G. Yeah, find out if they're available in your area. 100% uptime over here. Never had an issue with Ozarks Go, local company. Check them out, ozarksgo.net slash hog, 479-684-4900 if you prefer to talk to them over the phone. So who could Arkansas not afford to lose in the transfer portal? Have we talked about that? Because I mentioned, you know, 23 of what I would say 25 starters uh, have the option of returning next year thanks to, you know, in part COVID. They have 18 seniors that are plus ones that could come back for another year. They have 26 seniors total, so eight of them are in their final either super senior year or redshirt super senior year. The rest are true seniors or redshirt seniors with the option to come back. Landon Jackson – I don't know if Landon Jackson's been 
has graduated yet. He'll have had three years, so probably not. Um, so he's already transferred one, so he wouldn't be able to do it without sitting out. Dwight McLaughlin probably hasn't after three and a half years, maybe. He's transferred once already. Jaheim Thomas, also three and a half years, probably same deal. Snacks Johnson, three and a half years. Jaheim Singletary, um, one and a half years. So those players are guys that are tra- have transferred to Arkansas that aren't graduates. If you're a graduate, then you can just transfer, even though you've transferred before. Okay, so, you know, K.J. Jefferson, you know, a lot of people think he'll go pro, but and a lot of people have been down on Jefferson this year because of the way things are playing. I personally think the offensive line has been so bad that it's really caused Jefferson a lot of headaches. That's what I think, and the offense didn't suit him. He's still K.J. Jefferson. I haven't forgotten what he's done for Arkansas football. Um, And, you know, a lot of talk is that he'll try to test the NFL waters. What I would really hate to see is Arkansas's all-time, which he will be, leading passer um, playing for some other team. Andrew Armstrong, can't lose that guy. He's got another year of eligibility. Luke has. You know, Luke has came in with this coaching staff. He's a young guy. That would be scary. Tyrus Washington, I think what we saw from Tyrus Washington, that would be a guy that you absolutely wouldn't want to lose. Jalen Braxton. T.J. Metcalf, I think, is a promising young secondary player. And, you know, Hudson Clark catches a lot of flack, but his versatility in the in the secondary, and, you know, I think he's a better safety than anything else. But, you know, that's another guy. Jaden Johnson has been playing really well this year. Pooh Paul. That's another guy I would hate to see enter the transfer portal. And players do it that you, you that surprise you. Every year they do it. Cam Little. Cam Little could probably go to the NFL right now if he considered it. I would say this defensive line, like most of this defensive line, when you're talking about, you know, Eric Gregory, who started every game for him this year, Anthony Booker, Keevy Rose, Torian Carter, Cam Ball, Ian Giffard is a talented young guy. I'd say Quincy Rhodes. Love to have Deshaun Stewart come back. You know, he's got another year. He's been injury riddled all year. So – Rose and Booker did transfer to Arkansas, but they are redshirt seniors. So this is their fifth year in school. So they probably graduated already. So they could possibly take their talents elsewhere if they wanted to. I would say the offensive line too, people. I mean, I know they've been a problem this year. I do think that Patrick Kudis and Andrew Chambly have been put out there before they're ready and thrown to the fire. They're probably better for it, but there's no question that they're not 100% ready. You know, um, yes, they need to bring in some guys to come in and compete with these guys. But, you know, Bo Lemmer, Brady Leith, you you want your good players to return or your best players. It's hard to say anybody's been good on the offensive line because they hadn't. You know, Josh Braun is another. Braun, I know, was an early enrollee at Arkansas – or, excuse me, at Florida. So, he may – I don't know if he has graduated or not. But, you know, he might be another one. Kind of went off on a – Bit of randomness there. Not going to go over some of the coaches that are out there that might be considered as possibilities. We touched on that a little bit last week. That hasn't changed at all. It's going to be sad when KJ, as Kyler Mahaney says, it's going to be sad when KJ transfers to another SEC school and kills us next year. I hope that doesn't happen. KJ at Auburn. Hmm. I mean, like, if Sam Pittman's back, I don't think you'll see that, but – I mean, that doesn't mean who knows what happens. It's hard to predict the future, isn't it? If Pittman ends up staying, as make a huge, huge change at OL, right? Yes. Why would Kenny Guyton and Smith be out when our OL coach is weakest point? I, 
I made that point, same point earlier. Uh, dude, Arkansas is done. We need to find a stopgap team to go for. Find somebody else to start cheering for. I don't know about that. Hell no. As much as I think Sam has reached his peak as a coach, I think Juracek gives him one more year, and I don't think that's the worst thing for next, for this next year. I'm not sold it's the worst thing either. I'm just not. I'm not sold that keeping Sam Pittman is uh, a bad or the wrong choice. I'm not sure there's a great choice right now, but I'm not so sure that's the wrong choice uh, versus going out and starting over completely. I'm just – I don't know. Everybody, I know – I don't know how to say – you know, I don't have to say I like Sam again, but I do. And I've always hoped things work out for him. At the same time, I have to do my job as a media person and talk about the issues, and that is an issue that has to be discussed. Uh, a lot of common stuff on that topic I spoke about, about changing in the offense. Uh, NIL kills Arkansas. It's not a benefit. We don't even compete with the elite programs, heck, even the good programs. Uh, I don't know if that's 100% true. I think Arkansas has done, you know, pretty good job overall considering what they have. I mean, look at look at the roster. Look at the defense this year. So, NIL kills Arkansas. Uh, there are 10 players in the two deep on defense that came from the transfer portal last year, and that's not including Landon Jackson, um, and it's not including who else. They got somebody else from the transfer portal last year. It's not including Dwight McLaughlin. Um, so 10 players, 12 total on defense now in the two deep from the transfer portal on a defense that is ranked in the you know upper half of the SEC after the year before was in you know basically last in the major categories. JV's Hangout says Keith video is frozen. It's always frozen. It's just a picture. You thought he was like doing the thing with the hog and just frozen there, holding the hog. <laughs> All right. JV's Hangout says Mizzou might beat us so bad they fire Pittman immediately after the game. No lie. I mean, that's what happened to, to Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema going into his last year, nobody was saying he might get fired this year. Nobody was saying that. It never it never happens. Like even Chad Morris, as bad as they were the year before, nobody said this could be it for Chad. Nobody thought it would be. They thought they'd at least get maybe back to a bowl game in year two. All right. I think we're pretty good here. Appreciate everybody for hopping on the show. Thanks to Ozarks Go for sponsoring the show. And uh, thanks for Keith Grayson to hopping on with us as well. Appreciate all the questions. Thanks to all of our subscribers at hogsports.com. If you haven't subscribed to Hog Sports, it's just $1 right now for your first month, hawgsports.com. Maybe wait around for some, I don't know if there, maybe there'll be a Cyber Monday type of deal or Black Friday something. Just saying, putting the bug out there, probably be something. I think there was last year. But if you want to go ahead and sign up, it's $1 right now for your first month at hawgsports.com. All right, everybody, we'll be back with you guys for the walk and talk. What kind of walk and talk are we going to have on Saturday? But it'll be a late one because it's a 6.30 kickoff. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 